Welcome to Reconvene 2022, presented by our partner, Appfolio Investment Management, an all-in-one solution empowering general partners to streamline real estate investment management. I'm Moses Kagan. The following conversation is with Marisa Solis of the Nila Group. Okay. First of all, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me here. And um, so I, I gave everyone a little bit of background just a second ago, but um, uh, many of you know that we've been doing, um, we've been renovating apartment buildings in, um, in Los Angeles since uh, 2008. And, you know, we've become very familiar with the different neighborhoods and everything. And I keep running across the signs of this, this company that is doing lots of deals. And I didn't quite realize uh, how many deals that actually was until I, until I met you. But maybe you could give us a sense for the scale of what you guys have accomplished just since the, since the relaunch after the great financial crisis. Yes, we have done close to 500 uh, deals since 2019 now. So that just just because that's, you've flipped almost 500 homes since 2009. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, cur- and currently have how many in the pipeline? 20. Okay. Uh, and I, I mean, I, you know, some of you are probably used to operating in areas where the government is friendly to business. This is not one of those areas. <laughs> uh, this, this, accomplish- this is, a, this is a, a significant accomplishment, both in terms of uh, the capital and finding the deals, but also executing on that scale over that period of time is really a, a remarkable achievement. So I want I to I dig into that uh, uh, today. But I want to start out by talking about how you got into this business. Because when you told me the story, it just it blew me away. And it, and it starts right around when Jonathan was, uh, was, was about to be born, right? Yes. Um, I was expecting Jonathan, and we live in a condo in downtown LA. So we needed to move to a house so we would have a backyard for our new son. Um, so we bought the house in West LA. And you know, I called multiple agents to solve the condo, and everybody was very negative about, oh, it's going to take forever, da, da, da. So I told my first husband, I'm going to sell it in a week. So, and I put ads, did everything. I only got one showing, but that person bought it. So, <laughs> so 100% conversion. Uh, and, um, you know, it was, we were about to close. She was short $2,000. And I said, I'll lend it to you for two years. And I said, if she pays me good, if she doesn't, it's fine too. I needed to close the sale. And after that, a lot of owners of the condo say, hey, can you sell my property? And say, wait for me to get my license. So I got my license and got multiple lists listings in that complex. So this is how you kicked off your real estate career was basically solving your own problem, realizing that a bunch of other people needed to sell these condos. And these were selling for what, like 40 grand at the time? Back then, a little more, like a hundred. Hundred grand. Yes. Okay. So you, um, so you go get licensed and you start selling homes. How did you get into? How did you get into flipping them? Flipping, uh, you know, I was in West Los Angeles. I have Jonathan, and then I was expecting my second oldest son. I had five sons, which my kids always say, "Mom, you always say you had five sons." I said, "You know how much work that is." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, so then I said, you know, I wanted to be in the house and working. So I start doing one flip a year, then two, two, three, and I increase it. How did you? Let, let me. I just want to, because like. 
you know, to you obviously who flipped 500 of them, yeah. you know, that, that sounds like not a big deal, but like how, that first one, was it your money? Did you borrow? How did you, how, like, how did you find it? Like what, what was, how did it happen? It was my money and my family money. Um, you know, I come from a very successful business family in Mexico. And so they always believe in me and they support my dreams. And so the first, and the first house you found to flip was, it was just in the course of your real estate operation, like you were brokering or whatever, and you saw something that was undervalued? Yes. I mean, I will, I always love construction, so I will buy a two-bedroom, one-bath, add a master bedroom and a bath, and bring, add the value immediately. And, you know, I will handle the construction, list the property, find the buyer, and it was very profitable because there were no brokers in between. And, you know, it was easy and it allowed me to take the kids to the houses. Jonathan will help me too, <laughs> you know, when I have, when go to the properties. He was in charge of lacking the houses. So he did a good job. I, well, I remember when we, when I first heard this story, thinking of Paulina, who I'm sure is out yes. here, and who has famously brought her, been bringing her children to her construction sites. And it made me just think about, about, about the same uh, pattern with you. Um, okay, so how did you scale it from like doing a few, one, two a year to, to starting to ramp up into like a more serious business? I think after the crash, you know, like I felt everything stop in... So this, okay, so, so this is, uh, you're talking about the great financial crisis. Yes. Okay, I want to talk about, let, but let's, let's talk about bef before then. So you're still doing one or two a year before then? Okay, running up into the great financial crisis. Yes. And, what ha and so what happened in the great financial crisis? I mean, we lost everything that we had built because we were losing like 100 to 200,000 per property. How many properties did you have um, when the market fell apart? Do you remember? About 25. So you had 25 properties that you own, the yeah. market starts falling apart, and you're trying to blow them out as the market's coming down. Yes. What was that like? I mean, it was uh, tough, but you know, my attitude has always been, is it going to be bad? Let's do it fast. Because it's just going to be better, you know? Like, you don't have to worry about it, just take the loss, move on. So you're doing that into, and this is like in 2008, 2007, 2008? 2007, 2008. And you're feeling like you've, you've built this successful business up to now. Yes. Uh, to the point where you can have 25 homes at the same time. Yes. And you, the, the equity for all of this, this is your money, right? This is, yes, this is, it was. And you're using hard money loans to fund them or, or? You know, back then I was using like a community bank and the rates were not the lowest, but it was in between a hard money lender and a community bank. Okay. So, and you're, you're now, you're, you're, the market starts to turn and you're having to just get these things off the books as quickly as you can. Um, was it, it must have been incredibly nerve-wracking because you're, all of your net worth is in these buildings, right? Mm -hmm. um, how, psychologically, like, what, what, was, what was it like? I mean, are you, it, it sounds like you're a very positive person. You're just like, look, move on, rip the Band-Aid off, move on, let's get it over with. But was it killing you inside? Uh, yes and no, because I, like, I mean, this is what we need to do. I think it would help kill me if I didn't take any action. But I was more like, it almost felt like everything stopped all of a sudden. 
And, you know, in that stop, get me team to recreate and relaunch a new business because I knew about foreclosures, I understood foreclosures, and I saw that there were a lot of foreclosures. So I went to... So you immediately, so you're like, at the same time as you're seeing things fall apart and you're selling, you're, you're like, look, there's going to be a bunch of opportunity here. So there wasn't a moment when you're like, I got to get out of this business. No, I love the business. I will not get out of the business um, because I think it's just... It provides such a great quality of life for people. It creates grounds in the community. You know, like it grounds families. And it's how you make better people in this world. Okay, so you, I mean, amazing. And you told me backstage that um, you you made your lenders whole. You, you, you yes. made, yes. So talk, first of all, how? Like, I mean, obviously you're selling these things at a loss. Like. Are you literally are you literally writing checks to the lenders as you're closing these properties? Uh, yes, and also I have um, rental properties that we sold to to make sure that at the end of the day we didn't owe money to anyone. So when we restart, it was a totally fresh restart. But you and you did it like you didn't leave like a trail of wreckage behind you. You no. had all of those relationships you had you, you still had because you didn't you, because you did what you said you were going to do. Yeah, we pay all our subs, the contractors, everybody. Um, and we finish projects. We know we were losing money. But, you know, if you're going to lose money, which way do you lose less money? You know, and we, t we took that approach. So you, you managed to bail out of what was a very difficult situation without, without ruining your reputation. Exactly. So when we relaunch, uh, people believe on us and... You know, it, was, it wasn't challenging. Um, it was more about, you know, we have this, and this is how much we're going to make, and people are, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, you're, so you, you, know you're, you knew you're not getting out of the business. Your reputation's intact. You still have all these skills. I mean, you still know how to find deals. You still know how to do construction. You know how to finance them. Um, so you're, you're definitely getting back in the business. Um, when you're thinking about relaunching, now this is the relaunch, what? Is this like 2010, 11? To the summer of 2009. Summer, you already start relaunching summer of 2009. Yeah. And the deals, oh my God, I'm crying. I could just <laughs> thinking about how cheap that stuff was that yeah, you were buying. Yeah, it was, yeah. Just to, to give everyone a sense, like the, the um, Highland Park, which is maybe the hottest neighborhood in Los Angeles right now, you could buy houses there for... Under that, 200. $200,000 that would now sell for... A million two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big um, difference. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, that was the scale of the opportunity, yeah. but and it, and it existed because every people, everyone who had been in that business was, had got their fingers burnt and were gone and there was no capital. So you, but you immediately, despite this like pretty terrible experience that you had had the year or two before that, you immediately see the opportunity and you restart. Yes. Um, when you when you go to restart, when you when you went to restart, were there things? Did, did you did you were there things that you consciously decided to do differently? In other words, what lessons did you learn? Were were there lessons that you learned from the first from the pre financial crisis that you carried into the post the, into the relaunch? Yeah, creating good habits like okay, no. Your timing, I think timing is more important than anything else because if you take too long on a project, you have less control of the market. 
So my approach was I'm going to control the market, and we, we, we still do. Um, and in a sense that if I can have many properties in the same area, a lot of times our properties are my comparables, you know, properties that I sold. So I think timing, it's the key ingredient. You're trying, and when you say timing, you're trying to shrink the, yeah. the, the length May, of your exposure between yes. buy and sell. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to do a project for nine months, it's a lot more risky than if I do one in three months. And that, and that, and that shapes your underwriting. In other words, yes. you will, when you're looking at, should I buy this property or this property, the amount of time that it's gonna take you to turn it actually becomes something that you think about very carefully. Yes. Okay, so, so you go to restart. You obviously have your reputation intact. You know people. Um, who did you go to for money for this, to, to restart it? Family and friends, yeah. And they believed in you because yeah. you had behaved yourself before that and done well right. for them. Okay, so you start with one. Um, did you have a team at that point? Or when you, when you did the relaunch, like did you, had you let go of all of your employees or were they still with you? I let go of everybody except my accountant <laughs> because I needed someone to take care of the numbers. Okay, yeah. and then so you start you restart with one deal in two thousand and nine, and how did you? Now, obviously, you scaled back up, and now you have a bunch of employees and all these projects in the pipeline. How did that happen? Was it did you sell that first one and then plow the profits back into two more? How did how did you how did you grow? Uh, two ways, more partners and also with the profits to reinvest and keep the, you know, the cost, the running of the operation law. Can I, let's maybe dig in for a second to exactly how you're financing these. Because um, you don't, uh, my understanding is that you don't use outside equity partners, right? It's, it's, it, you're, you're, do, you're using debt from partners, is that right? Yes. And these are, so do you, um, at this point, like uh, currently, it, that debt is coming from individuals or is it coming from banks again? It's coming from banks. From yeah. banks, okay. Mm -hmm. And so, and, but in, and in, and in 2009 and 10, could you get bank loans or were you, or was that more hard No, money? it was all cash. It was all cash. Yeah. So you were raising, it was, you were raising from individuals, you were raising money from individuals, yeah. flipping it. Okay, when did the bank, just out of curiosity, when did the banks start coming back and, 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 and lending to you? It, they came back maybe three years later. Okay, so by 2013, 2014, yeah. you're, now you're ramping up your organization, doing more deals and the financing's coming back. Did you, now as you're going through this, 2013, 2014, 2015, like were you, I, I at the time, I remember thinking, I remember actually being at a real estate conference in 2015, you guys are, I mean, and I, I remember sitting there and I was in the crowd and there was a, there was a bunch of guys in suits. And they did the thing where they ask you like, what inning are we in? And this is 2015. And the guy, and the guy answers like, well, I mean, we're not in the ninth, but we're, we, we gotta be in like the eighth inning. <laughs> in 2015, like, <laughs> and, I rem and, I, and I remember, and, and it sounds so crazy now, but, but every, we, everyone had experienced this like complete wipeout and it was like, like a, a kicked dog, like every, you just, you wanted to like curl up and expect that the world was gonna fall apart. So, or at least that's how I felt. In 2015, 20, as you're, as you're rebuilding this business and you're going, were you nervous that the world was gonna fall apart again? How did you get the confidence to keep doubling down again? 
I wasn't afraid. I'm still not afraid. You know, I just see the opportunity and try to do my job as, as efficient and fast as I can. I mean, it's just, I just see opportunities. I love the mindset. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish yeah. I had maybe more of it. <laughs> um, so, and obviously in this market, you are more cautious because, you know, it's unpredictable. But however, there is a lot of opportunities. Like we're closing three escrows today. So you, yeah, you, you've now scaled a up a lot. Now, I, one thing I, I wonder about is in your business, I mean, um, you're constantly turning the properties, right? But I also know that you think about legacy. You think you have five children. You think about your family. And I want to talk about how that has impacted how you think about the future of your business. In other words, I know you've started to do some development, um, and I think you, you maybe have been thinking about that from a slightly longer term perspective. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. Um, I love development because you can make the best use of the land. Like I have, I'm building 16 units on Overland. It was a duplex and now it's 16 units. Um, and it's just, we need more housing. So I just like, I have a passion to transform things to something better. And to me, that's an expression of myself. And hopefully, maybe as you start to build these buildings, hold on to them? Or yes, you, yeah. hold on to them. You know, my goal is to own a thousand doors. So, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're about this mindset. Because I think that this is, as I'm listening to you, I think it, um, it distinguishes you from... Um, from, from well, from me and from I think from a lot of other people, is it is it the experience of having felt failure? Is it like because you lived through all of our worst nightmares? You you built this thing, the world falls apart, and you survived. Is that where you're getting this 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 strength from? The strength uh, it was built since I was little because I saw my parents, how hard they work and how successful they became, and just practicing every day. Because every day I feel like I have many failures, and I just overcome them, and I think, what's the best solution? You know, am I, I have two choices. I can quit or I can get it done. And I always choose the hardest path, which is getting it done. And that seems like it's carried you through the crisis that you went through before. And now when we're, we're all, like all of us are sitting here going like, what is this world gonna look like a year from now, two years from now? And you're obviously, you've got a bunch of projects in your pipeline, you've got, was it, you got 12 flips that you have going on right now, I think? Yes, I mean, my focus is to finish them as fast as I can. So there will be, you know, less impact. Um, and just if I have a good offer, I take it. I don't wait for the highest offer. You know, if it makes sense, I take it even if I can get more the next day. And you're, now are you, um, so it seems like you're, you're, you're well positioned, like you're gonna come through this, this yes. whatever this is probably, hopefully like in, uh, in, in, without having the pain that you experienced last time. Yeah. Um, wh what, do you, what do you think the next phase of the business is? In other words, we're, we're probably, it might take a year or two, but we're probably gonna see a buying opportunity, um, in my opinion, um, uh, the likes of which we have not seen, at least in Los Angeles, in a really long time. And you now have, I mean, obviously you know how to flip homes. 
you, uh, you know how to get stuff entitled and you're starting to do to build. Um, how are you thinking about which opportunities are, that you, you would like to pursue in the event that, 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 we ha that, that more opportunities emerge for you? Like are you, what, what, what do, how will you spend the next 10, 20 years of your career? I like to have more doors, that's my focus. Um, because flipping is a lot of work and a lot of coordination and it's just almost like having a baby every day, right? <laughs> so it's like, okay, you know, that's for my younger kids to do. <laughs> you know, uh, and I just want to do apartment, you know, apartment buildings because I think there is a huge potential and just buy it right and maybe buy buildings that people don't finish building then, I can come and finish then and you know, work with banks because they're going to be taking buildings back. And I, I think there is a huge opportunity. It's just uh, getting ready and being liquid to jump on the opportunities. Now you have, as we've just talked about, you got five kids and, I've, and Jonathan has, has, has flourished in building his business in, uh, in Oklahoma, yes. which has been so cool to see, by the way. I'm so proud of you, Jonathan. <laughs> so cool. He's uh, teaching me now. <laughs> well, it's been cool because obviously yeah. he had a lot of experience flipping homes with you and then to see him yeah. branch out into doing these much larger apartment complexes and more of like a syndication model, has been, it's been awesome to watch. Um, what do you, I mean, obviously, you're, I think all of your sons are involved in real estate in one way or the other. Yes. Is that right? What do you, what do you want for them? Like, what do you, how do you think about your legacy and what you've taught them and what you want their careers to be like? I mean, what I'm most proud of my children is that they are honest, ethical, and kind people. And to me, with that, you can build anything. And I mean, like, I don't see how many doors he has. It's more like, how is he handling his business? You know, and I, you know, obviously I don't like to see him stress. <laughs> and I, just, I always say everything will be fine. Everything will work out. And, you know, just breathe in and relax. And you'll see everything comes. And, you know, because when you're more relaxed, you create more solutions. You create a better path. Um, I think worrying is more like wasting time to me, and it's more like, what am I going to do with this situation? Like, be proactive instead of reactive. I love that as a sentiment. I want to. I think I want to leave our conversation right there because I think that I think that that was such a powerful way to think about the world that we are entering into and, and what we're all going to kind of go through. So, thank you so much for for coming and joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you.